Ladies and gentlemen, good day and welcome to the Q2 FY22 earnings conference call of the Federal Bank Limited. As a reminder, all participant lines will be in the listen-only mode, and there will be an opportunity for you to ask questions after the presentation completes. Should you need assistance during the conference call, please signal an operator by pressing star 10 on your touchstone phone. Please note that this conference is being recorded. I now hand the conference over to Mr. Anand Chip, Head Investor Relations. Thank you, and over to you, sir. Thank you so much. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Hope you would have seen the numbers, and uh, you would have seen that you know, this quarter has been a pretty solid quarter for the bank. Uh, before I kind of hand it over to Sham for his opening remarks, I would like to kind of bring to your attention some accounting change that has been brought in because of, our, in, your, in compliance of RBI circular dated 30th August 2021. Couple of changes which are important for for all of us to note. One is that uh, recovery from written off assets, which earlier used to be accounted under other income now has to be netted off against the provision uh, line, provision for NPL. Also, any uh, provision or depreciation for standard investments, which was earlier accounted under provision and contingency, is now netted off against other income. So these are two changes, and wherever, in, you know, one, number one, there is no P&L impact or, uh, you know, or the bottom line impact of any of these provisions, um, but there is uh, some line items have moved from A to B and B to A. And second is, um, uh, you know, just wanted to kind of ensure that all of us are on the same page. We have kind of brought in some adjusted the past numbers so as to uh, give you a comparison of, uh, you know, quarterly numbers on a like-to-like basis. So I'm sure all of you would have taken note of that. And uh, with uh, th these uh, opening remarks, I would possibly request Sham to kind of give his commentary on the quarter gone by, and uh, then probably we'll proceed with Q&A. Over to you, Sham. Thank you, Anand, and uh, good afternoon, everybody. Uh, like Anand mentioned, we do think that we had a, a good quarter given all the challenges in the environment. Uh, we are seeing a good traction on the many initiatives the bank has been putting in for long periods of time. And we've literally tried to build the bank brick by brick. And uh, it's good to see some of them coming to uh, uh, sorry, its rightful place. Uh, most important being the asset quality of the bank. Uh, in particular, this quarter was a great tribute to the efforts of the bank. Uh, we did see slippages, uh, very modest, but recovery upgrade uh, way above even slippages. Considering that we did have uh, slightly elevated slippages in the last quarter, we saw them uh, come back uh, quite well. So as a consequence, credit costs for the quarter was flatteringly uh, remarkable with literally no, no credit costs for the quarter, which would be a very happy place if we were to repeat it all the time all over, all over again. Interest income grew well, at, uh, and I was at about 14.79, our all-time high. Uh, noteworthy was a very strong traction on fee income, a non-treasury non core fee income grew very smartly, and CASA continues to be our sort of strong bed, and we saw that go up to 36.18% this quarter, and our liability franchise continues to be one of the most coveted, I would say, with a large part of it being uh, absolutely granular and retail. Uh, so the quarter that went by, um, we, we do see uh, the credit pick up in many areas, and most of them are uh, seeing traction as we go into the second half of this financial year. Um, many areas of retail have started seeing good momentum. Happy for us that business banking and commercial banking have also started seeing growth, and we saw, you know, annualized for the quarter roughly 12, 13% growth, which is a good sign. And that's uh, not by diluting credit standards, but by increasing our coverage penetration and uh, sort of competitiveness of our offering. So in short, the quarter did see good progress on many counts. The numbers are there for you to see. It did see 50% growth over last year, same quarter net profit and uh, sequentially 25%. But I think those are less relevant uh, from a long-term point of view are a commitment to get to that uh, sort of minimal requirement of 1% ROA and keep heading north from there is well on course. Uh, this quarter was 0.92, and we believe that, as, um, as mentioned earlier, uh, the financial year 21, 22, we will see exit at that 1% plus ROA and then uh, keep moving uh, uh, alongside, along that line. As I pointed out in our earlier interaction, we believe that 1.2, 1.25 over the new, next two financial years is what we will seek to do. And there are lots of 
initiatives that we have put in place to make sure that those come alive. Um, there is one challenge which is visible for everybody is the uh, non 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 uh, the, the people related expenses have uh, shot up uh, not because we have hired more or paid ourselves more but this has a long standing bearing on the pension costs and the recent announcement by government and the IBA negotiation for family pension and the increase in annuity costs the DA going up these have unfortunately skewed the pitch but i've decided that there's no point being either defensive about it or worrying too much about it, what we can't control. We will just work through other lines and ensure that our uh, desired outcome of one person plus ROA is well on course and not get distracted by these, uh, which seem to now be something that we have to contend with. Uh, that said, there are lots of initiatives. We probably, many of you would have seen an internship program we've launched, which is the first of its, of, of its kind. And we believe over the next two years that will give us both sales momentum and keep our front-end origination employee costs much lower because a salesperson who comes in through this program gets interned and also can do a sales job. So we think that's one of the initiatives we've taken to cover off some of this cost, which is a longer-term problem, in addition to our great and well-run well FedServe proposition, which is helping us take away a lot of the costs. The last part, an important point, which you may have all observed, we have a fetish and a feverish pitch on digital and fintech. Uh, I have personally spent disproportionate time and uh, Shalini as an executive director probably spending a large part of our time on getting this going. We've created uh, exclusive teams that are focused on this. Uh, at this point in time, there's a cost element to it, but we are willing to take that cost because we believe that uh, in the long run, this is going to be a federal bank completely differentiating from many other banks. Six years back, I said our strategy is digital at the core, human at the core, human at the core, and branch-like distribution heavy. We haven't added branches. We've added RMs. We've put in a digital stack. That stack is helping us covet the rather the fintech players to covet us as their partner bank. You may have seen we've got very good partnerships. The last three four months, we've seen about three four lakh accounts being opened. These will graduate. Uh, it's not going to be an instant win where they will all start building balances and become uh, huge portfolios. But we believe that done well, this is going to be a game changer for Federal Bank in terms of being the truly uh, one bank which has a hybrid model of digital and uh, conventional banking practices coexisting. Uh, my words may seem like a flighty statement now. But I think we have the conviction that this, over periods of time, will be something that Federal Bank will be truly differentiated. Uh, if you pull any of the partners in the market, they clear, will clearly believe that our uh, our model is uh, is something that they respect a lot, our engagement model and the technology capability. And this is something that we are investing into. So my uh, headline opening messages: performance has been uh, pretty re uh, pretty re uh, uh, reassuring. We believe that our promise to be that 1% plus ROA bank is well on course. Uh, we are not taking our eyes off all the deliverables. The efforts have been quite uh, uh, determined. The growth in NIM and uh, NII and consequently NIM is visible. Core fee income is tracking well. Um, generally, business momentum is beginning to pick up. Credit quality in Q2 was remarkable. Uh, we did, re uh, I, sorry, I forgot to mention. Uh, we did restructure about a thousand odd crores of uh, assets, which we will come to when I'm sure there'll be questions and answers around that. And we have made sufficient provisions for that, also anticipating what kind of slippages may happen over the next two to three years on that book and build up. And uh, I said about five quarters back that our PCR will never come below 65. And we are confident that whatever happens, that number will be honored. And we are tracking quite well to make sure that uh, not just this quarter, but in periods ahead, those numbers will be uh, contained. So with that, let me just hand it over to the operator. You may open up for questions. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We will now begin the question and answer session. Anyone who wishes to ask a question may press star and one on the touchstone telephone. If you wish to remove yourself from the question queue, you may press star and two. Participants are requested to use handsets while asking a question. Anyone who would like to ask a question, please press star and 1 at this time. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we will wait for a moment while the question queue assembles. Uh, I forgot to mention the entire senior team is there. I don't know if Anand mentioned it. So uh, they will be able to answer pointed questions in specific areas. The first question is from the line of Renish Mua from ICIC Security. Please go ahead. Yeah, hi, sir, and congrats on a great set of numbers. Uh, so, sir, just first question on the margin side, you know, so which is currently at 3.2%. Uh, uh, now, in context with the uh, lowest ever cost of funds and, you know, broadly uh, loan mix is also at a desired level. So, how do you see margin sort of behaving over next couple of years? And also, if, uh, let's say, interest cycle has to reverse, uh, you know, maybe within six, nine months, then how we are positioned to sort of get the benefit or is there any risk in the margins? Um, between business, I've always said, Anish, between business mix, uh, the growth in our low-cost deposits, and the reversal of interest income because of lower or higher slippages, the combined makes the margin look good or bad. And we've always guided at 320, 325 is where we will be. We are at about 320 now. And I think the business mix and hopefully a more modest slippages in passage of time will cover up for whatever interest rate costs that may go up in periods of time. But, you know, it's obvious if you look at our ALM profile, we may be amongst the best place when the interest rate cycle turns up. So I am not, uh, and we are a largely retail franchise, right? So, right. I'm, so I'm not that uh, alarmed by interest rate increase by itself. I also think sanity will come in the pricing structure for um, uh, credit, because at this point in time, it's kind of, uh, uh, you know, sort of at some point, it almost sometimes sounds insane. I see, I see some some kind of uh, order will come in the market in the quarters ahead. Got it. So, uh, I mean, just a follow up on this. So, uh, let's say whatever new products uh, we have launched over, uh, let's say, last three to six months, uh, maybe in terms of NFI or credit card, or uh, you know, over the next six months, we're gonna scale the CV book. So, uh, I mean, directionally, uh, the margin should settle at uh, 3.5, 3.4, or do you see, or uh, let's say, do you expect uh, this is too early to I, comment on it? No, I have never commented on that far ahead, that higher number. I've always said 320, 325. So, we will work on it. We can only give you the mix of the business, the kind of uh, uh, credit quality, and almost as a derivative, you can derive the number. But, you know, at this point in time, my site is, 325 max 330, but I'm not commenting beyond that. Got it. Okay, sir. Uh, fair enough, sir. So, so, next question is on the other operating OPEC. I mean, uh, uh, Renish, you, may get, you yeah. may get blamed by others for hogging the show, so be careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, other OPEC, uh, you know, went up by 20% uh, uh, sequentially to now, in absolute terms, almost touching 50 crore, to be precise, 48.7 crore. Uh, versus, let's say, 35 to 40 crore or four five quarters back. And since we have not added any branches, I'm assuming uh, these incremental 10, 15 crores is largely towards, uh, you know, building the uh, technology platform uh, on all those things. So, uh, going ahead, do you uh, see this OPEX stable at current level or uh, we still have to invest more uh, maybe over the next couple of quarters? I mean, how one should read this OPEX line item? So the OPEX line uh, in parts, for example, the increase this quarter, a significant part of the increase is the variable one, which is linked to, say, the sourcing cost, is, you know, which we pay to our DSAs or FedFina or what has mm. been our uh, adding business cost, what we pay for rupee for our gold loans. So to that extent, this is a variable. If volume comes, business comes, this cost comes. Um, so I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not too worried about that. The part that is mm. unfortunately not... Uh, I mean, I, I know it's quite silly for an MD to say that, but I'm not in great control of is the pensioning and the uh, annuity costs, which we are working alternatives. I don't have a direct control over that. We are, in fact, working with the government to remove that Rule 89, which allows us to self, uh, uh, self-insure, self so to say. I don't have to buy annuity. But those are a little long short. Our OPEX by itself, non-people, is not something that we are nervous about. It's very much in control. We don't have any extravagant expenses. All our expenses are volume related. Okay. Okay. Thank you, sir. Bye.
Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, in order to ensure that the management will be able to address questions from all participants, we would request you to limit your question to two at a time. Should you have a follow-up question, please rejoin the queue. Thank you. The next question is from the line of Mona Ketan from Dollar Capital. Please go ahead. Hi, sir. Good evening, and uh, congratulations on a good set of numbers. Um, I have two questions. Uh, firstly, on the uh, business banking and commercial banking book, we have seen a very good growth on a sequential basis, 7 to 8% each. Uh, so what are the incremental yields in this segment and any commentary around the demand scenario and the customer acquisition strategy will help? And uh, my second question is around your uh, uh, remittance market share, which has increased to over 20% uh, from 17 and a half, uh, uh, one or two years back. So, uh, you know, what is helping this rise? Uh, uh, some color around that. Thank you. Uh, thanks, uh, Mona. I think I'm glad you pointed out the remittance. It was in my opening remarks. I missed mentioning it. Yes, this quarter was, uh, you know, it comes with a one month lag. So, actually, it's the August 10 number, if I recall right. Uh, Shalini, would that be right? It's the August 10 number, right? Our share, or is it in the September end? Uh, the June end, yeah. One okay. quarter lag. Oh, sorry, one quarter lag. So we have, uh, you know, literally become a fifth of India's remittances, which is, uh, it's been a focus for the bank now for many years, and from about 6% share, now at close to 20% share over the last uh, seven, eight years, is something that we are greatly proud of. It has... Like I said at the top of the call, brick by brick, we have field presence, we have technology capability, we have very good partnerships, good offerings, uh, and speed to market. And every time some competitor blinks, we are there to take that share. So I think uh, we've had, uh, it's a focus of the bank, and we believe that we will do everything to protect that. So I'm happy that the 17 has become 20. <clears throat> we have some internal ambitious targets, but yes, this 20 would be our sort of what we would try to preserve. Uh, on your part on growth in business banking and commercial banking, uh, we've often said, always said that these are incremental growth opportunities for the bank. So it's an area that we are quite strong at. And after we verticalize more sharply, uh, there are RMs covering each of these businesses and the branch, uh, and branches are helping our business banking flourish and the RMs are focusing on the commercial banking. So there's a sharp line of sight uh, I think opportunity exists as India comes back and growth comes back. We will see a bigger share of our pickup on that. Um, yields are not, I mean, I'm not saying that these are disproportionately higher. It's certainly much better than corporate banking. And, they, and it's more granular, so we are more excited about this business. Um, you know, the commercial banking is somewhere in the 9 plus and the, business, sorry, yeah, mid 8 to 9.5. And business banking is a touch higher, nine and a half to ten, ten and a half. Thank you. Thank you. The next question is from the line of Gaurav Kothar from Mire Asset. Please go ahead. Yeah, hi, good, good evening team. Thanks for taking my question. Uh, sir, my first question is with regards to the liquidity on the balance sheet. Uh, if I add the cash and call money, it's roughly 10.6% of assets. Uh, it used to be 5-6% earlier. Uh, and we, I also see at the same time borrowings up 15% sequentially. Uh, despite, you know, we did a capital raise, uh, you know, allocation to IFC. Uh, that was around 9.2 billion. So any rationale on, uh, you know, the borrowing which was done in the quarter? And what was the, uh, I mean, cost of, uh, cost of that borrowing? Ashutosh, you want to take that? Venkat Ashutosh? So I'll take that. I think uh, these are the treasury operations basically. So you will see borrowings, you will see the deployment and that is to capture the arbitrage in money market. Yes. So there is nothing, you know, liquidity wise, you can see our LCR that, uh, you know, reflects about the level of HQLAs vis-a-vis our, uh, you know, I mean, uh, immediate payments, immediate uh, obligations. So LCR has been consistently above 200%. So there is nothing on the liquidity side and it's partly because of the granularity of liabilities. So don't look at, uh, uh, you know, one item in isolation. You have rightly picked up both from both sides. So it's basically because of the arbitrage operation. There is no long-term borrowing uh, in the balance sheet. 
other than the past right. finances which are depleting right so uh, it's also around 78 only yeah yeah sure uh, 78% yeah right. sure sure uh, is it fair to assume the spread we are earning here is uh, i mean much lower than our business spreads uh, and hence it's a drag on margins on the reported margins that no, no, drag. Treasury operations, you will always have an interbank market spreads. You know, interbank spreads are not going to be same as you know your business spreads. Spread. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. Uh, that's what I'm coming to. Once this, uh, maybe you know, there's an arbitrage right now. But going ahead, once the liquidity eases, can that translate into margins? The at least the optical margins to improve, which uh, right now in the 320 margins that we have disclosed, there will be a lag because of this. Uh, but once this get normalized and uh, and you know the borrowings and and both the liquidity ease off from the balance sheet, can we assume this translate into an uptick on on optical margins? Uh, the 3.2 becoming higher. See the total impact of this is not much. You know when you uh, see it on a particular date on the level of assets and all, it's an ongoing thing. And capturing the arbitrage is the smartness of the treasury guys. To look at you know spot those arbitrages and capitalize on them. As long as these arbitrages are available, uh, treasury operations would be there. But you can't draw a trend line on the basis of that. Okay, understood. Understood. Maybe it's a uh, maybe quarter end phenomenon. That's why this this looks elevated. Sure, sure. I got your point. Uh, and my next question is is with regard to the employee expenses. Uh, in the current quarter, we saw 5.7 billion. Uh, I know it's hard to guess uh, you know future, but is this sort of run rate, uh, steady state run rate of 5.7 billion going to remain at least for the next two quarters? Uh, is there any one-off element in this quarter, or or this is fully you know what we will see in the next subsequent quarters? Good question, and I think Sham has already um, you know I mean, touched something on that. See, um, these would depend on your pension liabilities, and your pension liabilities are being you know actually passed on to. Uh, you know, LIC or some such or uh, I mean, in our case, it's a mandatory to buy annuities. You buy it from LIC or any other, uh, you know, um, uh, annuity sellers like HDFC or HBI and so on and so forth. So these are some of those um, institutions from who we are mandatorily required to buy annuities to pay these pensions. That's what Rule 89 Sham was referring to. So we can't manage ourselves our, you know, I mean, uh, pension requirements or so. So when uh, annuities are to be bought, these are all function of where the yields are moving. So if interest rate cycle moves, goes up and all, our liabilities here would reduce because then you will have to pay lesser for your annuity. I hope you understand. Right. So if yeah. you are buying for every one rupee per month today, if we are paying 160 rupees, which was 135 about two, two and a half years back. So once again, if the interest rates move up, that would go down. You will have to pay lesser amount for buying every one rupee pension per month. Anyway, the summary is uh, we expect this 570, 575 to be holding for Q3, Q4. Sure, sure, understood. And just last question on the fee income side, I think we saw very good traction this quarter. Uh, and I saw cards uh, fees around 75 crore. Uh, how much of this would be credit cards? Uh, I know we started the product late in the quarter. Credit card is too uh, too small. It just started. This is debit. We are now a leading debit player uh, in terms of spends, and that's uh, debit led. Sure, sure. And, and in terms of uh, you know the tie-ups that we've done with fintechs, uh, what kind of fee income run rate can we assume going ahead? Uh, I mean, this kind of momentum can we assume this will replicate in the coming quarters? Yeah. Business momentum staying staying put. For fee income momentum, we are seeking to keep this and keep improving. Not just by the fintech partnerships, our organic business model is that. So the fintech related outcomes, I'm uh, for this financial year parking. Everything we are saying is an FY23 outcome. Sure, sure, understood. Yeah, that, that's all from my side. All the very best. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. The next question is from the line of Abhishek Mararka from HSBC. Please go ahead. Uh, thanks. Yeah, good evening and uh, congratulations for the quarter. Um, Thank you. Uh, um, sorry to interrupt you, Mr. Muralka. Your voice is breaking up. It's not very clear, sir. Uh, hello. Is this better? It's this better. slightly better. Sure. So, a uh, couple of questions. Um, the first one is, you know, you said that uh, you're looking at a 1.25% ROA to your down the line. 
and uh, currently you're at 0.9 and you're also saying that you know your main market at 3.2 3.25 is broadly there your credit costs are among the lowest you know historically so where will this data come from Uh, we've said this for our business mix, our credit costs are all. There is optimum opportunity to make another five basis points everywhere. So it's not going to be one little thing. There's no one silver bullet. It's a little bit of everything done consistently. And uh, we think that uh, if you if you model that, this 1.2, 1.25 is possible given the mix of business that is shifting. Credit cards is just picking up. Commercial vehicle business is just picking up. You saw pickup in business banking and commercial banking. Gold loan was muted this quarter. So these are five businesses which are higher margin business. PL has been muted. These are six businesses which are higher business model. And right. credit cost for this quarter is a little muted. Credit cost on the generic basis is even 65, 70 basis points. And I'd like to improve that by 10 basis points. 70, 75 basis points improved by 10 basis points. Perfect. And in that context, uh, these new businesses that take our MSI that you're doing through PC. Uh, Sorry, uh, what Abhishek, you... your, Abhishek, your voice is uh, disturbed. Oh, Sorry. okay. Um, Maybe you're too close to your microphone, probably. <laughs> no, I'm on the phone. No, I, okay. I believe uh, it's a network fluctuation at your end. Do you have a headset even where? Hey, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, please. Okay, yeah, sure. Thanks. Uh, how does it better? Uh, so, in this context, uh, uh, what I wanted to know is the new businesses you are doing, which is credit cards or microfinance through VCs, What kind of scale do you see in these businesses, let's say, in a couple of years? Just broadly, what is uh, you know an aspirational target? What kind of spread did you say? Scale. What uh, AUM target, like scale? No, I, I mean we are not certainly going to become India's largest credit card bank or anything like that. We are, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're looking at it as an initially an existing to bank customer profile and then build it to the new to bank. Um, so, if in a two-year period we are getting close to say 12-15 lakh cards, we've done well, and uh, you know then the dynamics kick in for us. Likewise, commercial vehicles, we've just crossed a thousand crores. We will build it to about five, six thousand crores in two years' time. Uh, commercial banking, business banking, put together is about twenty-six thousand crores. We think that is potential to go up to forty, forty-five thousand crores. Okay, and any target for M5? Pardon me. For microfinance. Uh, we are pursuing uh, organically, inorganically, we have none on hand. If I've always said, if there's something, we will be very happy to look at it. But unfortunately, nothing on hand just now. But we want, we have not, we have not taken eyes of that. There will be something that will come up in the next few quarters if we search hard. I did say in the last call, uh, we want to see how the environment is playing out. I think they're just getting some stability, so we'll watch for another quarter. Sure. And the second question, slightly you know, connected is this: uh, digital personal loans. Uh, last quarters we've been coming off. Uh, first quarter I understand, but second quarter also there's a sequential drop. So uh, can you explain why that book is uh, contracting and what's the outlook there? No, it's conscious. Um, you know, in the current prevailing credit environment, if you offer easy to take credit, uh, you may end up becoming a problem. So we're just watching for it. As we go into Q3, we'll see pick up on that. Okay, and in that book, uh, is there any cutoff? Uh, I mean, what what would be the cutoff? Let's say customer profile in terms of let's say civil score or something like that. I think it's not just one. We create our own score, including civil score. We look at past performance record on that. It's, it's a largely cross-sell existing liability base. So we have a okay. internal score based on how we model the client profile and based on experience we keep experimenting at various price points. But we take the before delivering the credit, we scrub the bureau. Okay, okay. And if you don't mind, can I just squeeze in one more question? Uh, I'm okay. The others will come. Okay, sure. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Just one very quick one. So just these fintech tie-ups. Uh, what is the run rate of? SA accounts or the throughput of SA accounts this quarter? We've done about three lakh accounts with both the fintech partners this quarter, right, Chalni? We've done three lakh. Yes, sir. Yes. It's running at about, you know, this is little, little filtered, as in we don't. It's like a tap. We disallow and allow at different points of time depending on volume. But we are. I did say in the last call, right? We 
we think in a normal day we do about 3 3500 accounts normally now i am running at 7500 accounts a day okay perfect thank you sham thanks for taking the questions and all the best for the quarter thank you thank you we would request participants to submit your questions if you are the time the next question is from the line of ajit kumar from amber capital please go ahead uh thank you for this opportunity sir so couple of question from my side uh first what would be your sma total sma book now i believe last or last to last it was 4.6% uh the sma 1 uh, and 2 is now 4.6% and sma 0 is about 1.82% roughly about 4 it is shy of 4% okay okay so roughly 50 60 basis point you grow it on q2 basis A little better uh, 6 i think last count i saw 67 or 70 basis point in Okay. Okay. Thank you. And sir, second is on restructuring. So, just wanted to reconcile the numbers given in presentation and in result as part of notes to account. So, as per presentation, the total restructuring is uh, rupees three thousand five hundred fifty-three crores, with COVID specific restructuring being three thousand four hundred twenty-three crores. Now, as per notes to account point number twelve format B table, I believe that is the format in which you report to RBI. uh the total restructuring done is roughly 2700 crore so where is the disconnect actually of this you know there is a gap of 700 crore if that uh, disconnect you can explain yes. mani or uh, venkat or babu yeah sir uh, babu here can i take this question sir please 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 yeah uh, just for information in the disclosure format msme is not included excluding msme only disclosure is required that is why this is yeah okay 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 And sir, uh, uh, just one last question. If you could talk about your partnership with One Card, as far as your credit card book is concerned, any qualitative, you know, comment on I mean, what is the purpose of this partnership? Shalini, you want to give input? Sure. Um, thanks. Uh, thanks for that question. So um, this is actually a continuation of our entire journey on partnerships with fintechs. So as we have. on the gold loan side on the microfinance side on the savings bank account side as we've launched our credit cards we've looked at partners who can uh, work with us to acquire um, you know uh, credit cards from the market and that's how our partnership with fpl is uh, structured it's a partnership where uh, the entire acquisition and uh, servicing is done by the partner obviously the the booking is done by us the credit criteria are determined in conjunction with us and they go through a filtering process and they come on book so it's a, it's a part of their overall strategy to expand our presence in the market through uh, fintech partners it's about a month old now and getting uh, um, a good rate of uh, 200 to 300 cards per day we are going to scale that up now as we put greater confidence on the technology capabilities and the interfaces that happen so that's really it's, it's actually can't be seen in isolation of everything else that we're doing on fintechs Okay. 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 Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you. The next question is from the line of Manish Harivan from Fiducia Capital. Please go ahead. Manish Harivan, your line is unmuted. Please go ahead with the question. Manish Harivan, may we request you to unmute yourself and go ahead with the question? They can queue back. No, you put the next. Thank you. The next question is from the line of Nitin Agarwal from Motila Lalwal Security. Please go ahead. Yeah, hi. Thanks for the opportunity and congrats sir, like for a good for a good quarter. A uh, few questions like uh, one is on onto the OPEX. Like, has he fully reflected all the changes uh, on the OPEX in this quarter, or and what can be the run rate in in the coming quarters? And related to it, you know, with the change in accounting treatment, and uh, which has driven this sharp rise in cost income ratio, what Number should we now be looking at on the cost income ratio line because this is one metric which we have been quite focused and we have been giving guidance. So what is the revised sort of like a guidance on this? Yeah, I think uh, we believe. Of course, I'd like to keep one more quarter to understand this better. But I think uh, now getting to 52, 53 would be our first milestone by end of this financial year, closer to 52, and then as income picks up, hopefully next financial year trend to 50. But at this point in time, I'd guide for 52. Okay, and uh, so everything is now, sir, uh, reflecting in OPEX, like uh, the increase because of the pension uh, rise in pension contribution. Uh, you would have seen that, no? You would have seen that, no? Um, uh, listen, the uh, uh, the 177 crores is the pension, family pension impact. 
which will amortize over five years, and that's a view. Possible we'll do it much earlier, but over five years, so the incremental impact per month is about about per quarter is about 25 crores or 30. Okay, okay, sure. And there is a disclosure, note number 13. management thank you yeah, sorry, Nitin, yeah. uh, uh, we had to disconnect. Yeah, please, you were talking about OPEX. I did mention, I think Benkert was clarifying further. Yes, yes, I understand that, sir. Thank you. And so, second question is on to the margins. Uh, so, what will make us more constructive on margins? Like, we have been talking about 3.15 to 3.2 range. But if I look at, like, our CASA has grown around 500 to 600 basis points in the last 18 months. It is growing at a faster rate already and uh, likely to expand further. So what will make us like uh, report a higher margin from here? Uh, Nitin, I know I'm not going to be popular saying this, but I think chasing margin in itself is never a good strategy. A mix of business, credit quality uh, have to be factored in. So I would say when I guide for 320, 325, 330, we have factored that in. I mean, we don't have a path to say I can get to 340, 350 without taking disproportionately high risk, which at this juncture, we don't have the appetite for chief. And, and lastly, on to the restructured portfolio, like uh, any sense that you can share as to what proportion of the restructured book is, is like uh, going to turn into bad loans or and uh, what proportion of it is under moratorium right now? Because last quarter you did talk about the, that the collection efficiencies in restructured book is as good as the standard portfolio. So how yeah, that... I, is, I don't think that has changed. We have, I think in our disclosures we've made, right, 75% of the book is... LTV and 73% is 100% secured, collateralized. So I think the quality of the book, because it's largely retail, home loan, loan against property book that we have restructured, <clears throat> we are quite pretty uh, comfortable that it's not going to be a um, runaway problem. And over a two, three year period, maybe 20, 25% of the book will slip, and uh, which will then be our commitment to the 65% PCR holds, which we started building a provision cover over that. And we are now, you know, almost like a 440 or 450 crores provision already built on that book. And in the coming two quarters also we will build. So we'll exit the year in such a way that in the two financial years ahead, even if we see 20, 25% slippage in this book, we can still hold our 65% coverage. Okay. That's it. Thank you so much. And wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank you. The next question is from the line of Harshwardhan Agrawal from IDFC AMC. Please go ahead. So, hi sir, thanks for thanks for the opportunity. Just wanted to understand, like all the fintech sites that we, we are doing, are they actually showing some uh, fee, fee income traction to us? And uh, where does this uh, fee income would sit up? Like uh, on slide number 27, we have a breakup of up fee, fee income line wise. So, where does all the fee income that we get from fintech will set? No, fintech fee income is not separately reported. That will come under our debit fee income. So, so largely the, or... Whatever our debit fee income, but fintech build at this juncture, we are monitoring the account performance on a 3MOB basis, how balances are built. Uh, if hmm. you were to originate through a normal digital channel versus this, they are tracking almost just the way a normal digital account would behave. Right. And, and so we, we do have a tie up with ICSF authorities for that uh, for a trading account, three in one trading account. So what, what, how's the traction there and what, what kind of revenue that tie up is generating for us? Uh, while we don't declare individual partnerships, you can see that generally our fee income traction is positive, driven by a range of activities, one of which is the partnership with ICICI, a security. Okay. Uh, right. So, sir, in this ICSA securities, for like any of these tie-ups, we, we we do keep we do get a uh, we do keep the float in the account, and we do earn uh, income on that, right? Yeah, float income will be ours. Where the deposit is there, the float income will be ours. Okay. Sure. Sure. Thanks. Thank you, doctor. Thank you. 
The next question is from the line of Havik Dave from Nippon India Mutual Fund. Please go ahead. Yeah, uh, hi, sir. Uh, good evening. Sir, two questions. One is similar to the first, uh, like the previous question. One is to understand uh, if you could give us, give us some clarity on what exactly these fintech tie-ups mean for us because there are so many of them and uh, uh, we're trying to achieve a lot of things like uh, the credit card fees, acquiring accounts via NEO. So just want to understand exactly uh, how are we going to monetize them. And second question is related that other, other expenses that we have are around 900 or crores that we did for the first half. Uh, uh, how much would be uh, due to these partnerships or uh, or uh, how much of it is linked to uh, business growth? So how much will it be variable that uh, as and when business picks up for us, that growth will uh, 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 grow with the kind of the, the, the business that grows? So just want to understand the variability of the, the other expenses. Yeah, thanks. Uh, and, uh, your two questions are in some sense interlinked. Our OPEX increase this quarter versus the previous, like somebody pointed out, it was 48, 49 crores. Significant part is because of the variable, and in the variable comes the new account sourcing, which includes the accounts that we source through our fintech partners. So, uh, in some sense, you have to see the fintech partners at three layers. One is the partnership where they acquire for us is like a BC, right? So there's a BC cost. The second is we are a service provider for them, and then there's a certain degree of cost acquisition cost that we bear. So the fintech partnerships as we see it is. If you had to open 1,000 branches and book another 3,000 accounts a day versus using our partnerships, using technology and getting to a new client, client base, which normally we may not be directly getting because this profile of customers don't use physical brick and mortar. They look for more cooler stuff. We are using a front end, which is more cooler and contemporary. So our FinTech partnership speaks to our team of digital and before human and the growth, branch light, distribution heavy. And that's why we are investing heavily into this in terms of partnerships, focused by senior people, giving it time, attention, upgrading the backend capability so that it is highly resilient and uh, be able to give the quickest turnaround to those customers. How will it shape out? How will it play out? You know, it takes a good year to understand that. Early signs are very positive. Sure. And uh, what we what we are trying to do is we are trying to get newer segment of customers via these fintech partnerships, right? Like we already have eight and a half million customers on the liability side or debit card side. Uh, the incremental customers are reasonably different in terms of uh, the profile, uh, meaning maybe uh, 30 years and below, uh, more uh, millennial type customers, uh, uh, salaried. Is that what we're trying to do with, uh, with these partnerships? Because uh, we already have a reasonably high base of customers to mine for our existing personal loans and credit cards, right? In some sense. Absolutely, yes. So the newer, the 3 lakh odd accounts that we source via uh, these fintechs uh, are reasonably uh, uh, younger set of customers. Is that a fair uh, way to think about I mean, it? Uh, younger, I don't know if age is a criteria, but younger in their dispensation to life, you could say. Understood. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. The next question is from the line of HMD from Cortex Technologies. Please go ahead. Really, uh, Sham, uh, just a couple of questions from my side. One, uh, the W was reasonably strong this quarter. Uh, it just kind of give us some colors. How are you looking at the second half of this financial year? And uh, is there any blind spots to be worried on the corporate side from here on? Uh, first question was what? The recovery was strong. Did you say that, Tamesh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, this quarter was strong uh, largely because we did, you know, Q1 was muted given that first 45 days was relatively low, so we saw higher slippages. Usually from a fresh slippage pool, recovery is usually stronger. So we saw that. Uh, we believe that this run rate, um, you know, not maybe the 400 crores, but a good um, steady state would be somewhere in the 300, 350, and that we will certainly focus on. Uh, on the corporate, are there blind spots? Uh, I mean, there will be some that will slip over periods of time. Nothing looks too alarming at this point in time. We don't have any single big ticket, which is in the 50, 60, 100 crores, which is uh, a problem. Um, but uh, I'm not flagging any risk that should cause anything that... We still think that 400 odd crores, which used to be a normal slippage in a quarter, that's the number we should focus on. Okay. And and all this uh, Kerala impact of COVID or the recent floods 
doesn't have any major impact right now i don't want to be nasty but i will be nasty i don't think this question is appropriate to the bank no no it is just a clarification that's no, no, it is not appropriate you didn't ask me about orissa flood you didn't ask me about uh, uttarakhand flood we have managed this portfolio for many years quite sensitively sure sure uh just one last question on uh, on the again on the office line just wanted to understand with the largest parts of your businesses now moving to your subsidiary if you have to just kind of take a ballpark assumption if you were to double the balance sheet on on the retail side do you think your you do you think you need to put in a fairly large number of employees to match that or do you think you are in a position right now where your existing employees can start contributing on the revenue side lot more meaningfully as compared to where it was earlier because the opex is more to the subsidy i think our employee addition for many years has been very muted i by look back four years our net addition in employees is only about 600 people uh while our business is probably more than double so to say so i think so that the, doesn't change even uh sorry in the question that does that doesn't change even today is is a fair assumption to make there's still a lot of yes. room available there yes yes productivity digital okay. efficiency is very much there yes okay perfect thanks thank you the next question is from the line of krishnan asv from hdfc securities please go ahead yeah uh yeah good may thanks So, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Krishna. Your voice is breaking. We cannot hear you very well. Yeah, hi. Is this better? Yes. Yeah, Krishna. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for taking this, Shyam and team. And very good set of numbers and stuff. Thanks. Congrats on that. Uh, my first was just a repetition of what Mahesh asked around the recovery environment. Uh, so uh, while this was a one-off and it. kind of made up for the loss of half a quarter last quarter uh, just wanted to understand in general the recovery environment plus you had an exposure to air india uh, moving from weaker hands to stronger hands does that make a difference to how you look at that particular exposure specifically air india is fully paid off no we don't have any air india impact at all no no there is one government guaranteed one small government amount guaranteed one that is there but that is backed by gi guarantee Yeah, that is government guaranteed. No, so that is not a very small yeah, amount. In general, in general, the recovery environment. Do you think? I mean, is uh, something yeah. that uh, helps you get to a three hundred, three fifty crore? Has rate? improved, Krishnan. Environment has certainly improved. That shows in uh, the recovery and upgrade. Okay, understood. Understood. The. Uh, uh, Yeah, so I'm done. I'm done with that question. Okay. Thanks. Thanks with all the best. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The next question is from the line of Jay Mundra from BNK Securities. Please go ahead. Yeah. Hi, sir. Good afternoon, and thanks for the opportunity. Um, sir, first question is on ETLGS. Uh, A, if you can quantify uh, the outstanding numbers that we have. and secondly uh, once these loan uh, when they uh, uh, i think this quarter uh, september or maybe uh, july to september they would have completed the first year of moratorium uh, uh, are you seeing any um, if you can share your thoughts once these accounts have come out of moratorium how are they behaving or uh, you know how should one look at it uh, the stress from this portfolio uh, 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 yeah yes yeah, uh I mean, the second part is easier uh, first the uh, prepayment this quarter was bang on so we didn't any any stress on that uh, if we can forecast that for the remaining quarter we are a very happy team but that is hard but at this point in time the gcl portfolio is very small prepayment requirement so good book uh, restructured if i remember 700 crore harsh should you know uh, i can't recall the top of my head harsh or harsh would one of you know <laughs> which one which Sorry, GCL total restructuring, uh, total GCL book around 2,700 crores is my recollection. Yeah, nearly 3,000 crores. 3, it is around. It's around. This is shared below there, uh, Shyam. But with the new announcements, there will be some more disbursements. But as of now, it's there. So, sir, the question is: so far, anyway, they, this portfolio was under moratorium, 
and maybe in the beginning i mean in the later part of this quarter you would have seen some accounts coming out of moratorium okay, and sir, the repayment was perfect uh sir babu here i mean supplement is babu 6 yes yeah 17% of the book has come in demand basket and we did uh, somewhere around 95% of the collection absolutely there is no challenge particularly with regard to the moratorium or instructed books so far on the demand understood sir in short i think if we can sum up i think our uh, recovery percentage is uh, in the restructured book is quite similar to the general book exactly right right and second question is on restructuring uh, the nomenclature so let us say you have restructured 2000 crores of retail uh, if a customer uh, you know he had taken a prudential restructuring and he wants to repay uh, on time he can still do uh, but at what stage you would untag him from restructuring uh, is there any uh, clarity that you know by by what milestone would you untag him from restructuring babu yes sir restructuring is done for 24 months that is the maximum tenor that is permitted after this 24 months is second will untag from the restructuring book if it is not turning into lca by the time okay so even if he is perfectly standard even if he has repaid some amount of it uh, ahead of his schedule it will it will remain it will remain flagged as restructured up to the end of this 24 months that is an excellent tenor let me add you know i think in the past there had been uh, so many restructuring uh, you know done under cdr this that and all if, if you see we always present to our you know, analysts and investors uh, the slide on which we show the path of restructuring so once an account is tagged as restructured uh, Uh, earlier we had used to continue it till it is fully repaid and all and that's what you would have seen in graph it used to be that amount used to be 3200 crores and all and gradually it had fallen to uh, 600 700 this is a special restructuring that has happened under covid two years is a moratorium period we'll see we'll watch it after moratorium is over how long it is behaving uh, properly because these are mainly housing loan accounts um, uh, for you know 15 years 20 years 25 years or so so maybe after 2 3 years of satisfactory uh, performance post moratorium we'll uh, you know remove the tag but that we would uh, share with you you know i mean through a slide and all that so much we have taken out of that book so even otherwise sir it remains in standard bucket yeah yeah standard it remains i'm talking of you know removing yeah. that tag of restructuring so i think yeah. for that some uh, you know uh, trend should be there you know post uh, moratorium we'll watch it for a couple of years or so and then uh, you know disclose it that this is what we are removing from restructured work wonderful sir uh, and and the last thing sir i missed your comment wherein you had said that you have done some estimates uh, uh, basis Uh, you know some relapse from outstanding restructuring and then you have made some over and above irac provisions so uh, if you can elaborate sir if you have any done uh, provisions on the expected restructuring or did i uh, in a most conservative way we are expecting that there would not be a slippage of maximum slippage could be 30% from this which this this is an, a sort of very conservative estimate the number could be much lower later on but assuming that it is 30% 25 to 30% slips and all on that we need to have 65% pcr which is we have been maintaining for last so many quarters so if we have to maintain 65% on that 30% 25 to 30% of restructured work then how much provision we need to hold so on that i think uh, shamat shared we already are holding 450 odd crores and we will gradually build up because post moratorium then uh, we would actually be knowing whether it is slipping or not so for that in advance we are building up the uh, you know provision and that's what that ma ma management outlay we already have uh, additional provision made in this quarter itself right so 450 crore is a restructuring provision outstanding right yes i babu is the number uh, same now yes yes yeah sir it is that is that is outstanding provision for rf1 and rf2 together yeah right Thank you, sir, and all the best. Thank you. The next question is from the line of Gurpreet S. Arora from Aviva Life Insurance. Please go ahead. 
Yeah, hi. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. Uh, so one quick question is uh, uh, on the restructuring. Uh, at the, in your opening remarks, you mentioned we've done around 1,000 crores of restructuring. Uh, last quarter, I think uh, the guidance for this quarter was 400 odd crores. So where has the incremental uh, surprise for us uh, come from? And second, if you could recreate the slippages guidance for this year at FY20 levels plus minus 10%, which you alluded last quarter. Yeah, I think you picked up half of my statement. You only picked up my restructuring comment last time about 400, 500 crores, but you don't pick up the slippage part. The slippage is half of what I thought it would be. So on balance, the between the two slippages and restructuring, this quarter is also roughly about 1400 crores, uh, 1300 crores. Not very wildly off from what we had visualized. The good news is slippage didn't happen. The even better news is the customers who opted for restructuring are secured, and therefore that's the blend that we see. Uh, sorry, what is the other part of your question? So your slippage guidance uh, is, is what you mentioned last quarter. I mean, do you maintain that? Um, the full year slippages we had talked off uh, somewhere in equal to what it has been for the previous two years which is roughly 1800 to 2000 crores current trend line suggests it could be better meaningfully better sure and my last question is if you can uh, comment a little bit on the business environment especially on the smes and any uh, sort of cautious industries or geographies uh, you wish to highlight that's very uh, very geography sensitive or you know sort of sector sensitive and it keeps varying but uh, we've generally stayed off hospitality and those that are heavily contact sensitive right obviously and that's why our slippages are in well in control because for years we've kept away from those segments so that will continue uh, business environment certainly better than what it was say last financial year uh, most of last financial year last quarter was good and the quarter that went by for period starting i think july august august onwards we've seen momentum uh, i am quite confident that second half we will see uh, much higher growth than first half thank you so much sir good luck sir thank you thank you the next question is from the line of lucitech oza from robo capital please go ahead hello yeah hi uh, hi, sir. Sir, just one question from my side. If you could give any guidance on credit cost and loan book. Um, I think loan book, we, I just mentioned that, you know, why on why we've grown 10%. We think now business momentum picks up. Somewhere in the teens, this financial year is possible. We're pushing for higher, but yeah, somewhere in the teens. Whether it's mid-teens or high teens, we will see in the quarters ahead, in the quarter, quarters ahead. Uh, credit cost this year will be a kind of a mixed chief because Q1 was high, Q2 was nil. So let me not comment on it. You know, suffice to say, our overall full year credit cost somewhere in the 70 basis point, 80 basis points, which you should factor for. Okay, okay. And next year, <laughs> we'll we'll give you guidance closer to the year. Okay, 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 okay. Thank you. Thank you. The next question is from the line of Franklin Morales from Equinted Wealth Advisory. Please go ahead. Yeah, so thanks for taking my question. Uh, so could you throw some uh, light on the outlook for uh, Fed FINA? I mean, they're doing well. Um, they're focused exclusively on small business, uh, uh, small ticket size credits, lap, gold loans, small business lending. And uh, we're quite happy with the progress. So, in terms of uh, growth, if you could share, uh, you know, whether uh, they will also be, uh, you know, growing aggressively. They have been. I mean, through the pandemic, of course, we were all watchful. Their credit standards are good, and uh, their book is now at five thousand odd crores. And uh, I think they're positioned for growing at maybe like thirty percent a year or more. They're doing well. Thank you. Thank you. The next question is from the line of Nilanjan Karta from Namura. Please go ahead. Hi, Sham. Uh, I hope I'm all audible. Uh, Very much. Very much. So, uh, just one question on this uh, 
NRI deposits uh, or, or sorry, the remittances where, uh, you know, where we have done a phenomenal job. Just checking, you know, this is the amount which flows into our deposits. We are not actually originating it. Uh, is that how you measure it? No, no, this is money that flows through the pipe and comes through as remittances. Not all of us become my deposit. I would love it. Uh, part of it becomes, um, you know, the end user, end beneficiary could take the money and take it away for end use, which is not to place in the bank. This is money that flows in through us. We are a pipe for that money to come in. As a part of our management, we try to keep a large part of it. We encourage the customer to bank with us. Right, right. And and therefore, in that context, I was just looking at that NRE deposit, right? I think for many years now, I think this is the first time the Q1, we had a, uh, you know, the QOQ had a decline uh, in the September quarter. Anything, uh, does it point to anything about utilization of these uh, or, or any sort of weakness in, in the environment would, would, or I'm leaving this too much into this. No, I, you know, I, maybe Shalini or Sunesh can give you a better color, but generally I wouldn't read much into it simply because that uh, that usually is the, when the onum comes and uh, also the last four months have not been the best period for non-residents, right? So to that extent, movement of money may have been lower and also as the rupee strengthened. Now we saw October rupee became 75. And yeah, I was about to say that actually it's a function of how the exchange rate behaves. And yeah, that's what I said. After rupee became 75, the floodgate opened again. Right, right. Okay, okay, okay. Fair enough. And uh, uh, last question on that restructuring. Uh, roughly, uh, what kind of moratorium uh, have we given, or when should we start looking at uh, you know uh, a large bulk of uh, restructuring to come to and. Uh, so the repayment, uh, uh, you know. Um, I think the three and a half thousand crores over the next uh, a nine quarters is divided mm -hmm. in different segments with uh, about eight hundred crores, uh, you know, due in, uh, repayments in uh, the sub next year first quarter, right, Babu? Is that the number, if I recall right? Yeah, by 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 September next year, roughly eighty mm percent -hmm. of this book will come on come in demand book. Uh, by uh, now it is 17 percentage. Uh, so the most of this book may come towards uh, the Q4 and Q1 and uh, shortly to Q3. So by Q2, the demand book may be somewhere around 80 percent of the restructuring. Okay, brilliant. Uh, sorry, a final question, uh, Sham. When do we see the you know the new investments that we are doing on the retail side to start uh, showing up in uh, the profitability numbers? I think we are all showing up in in its own little ways uh, every quarter. You saw fee income pick up nicely, and mm -hmm. I think every quarter you will see. I generally believe never a silver bullet, always a little bit better every time. So I am not committing to, and this is my philosophy, the bank's philosophy, not mine. And we will live up to it, and I will stick to that. We won't promise something which we, you know, we don't have silver bullets. Others do have, we don't have. Perfect, perfect. Thank you so much. Sir. Thank, Thank you. One point from clarification, my said Q223, 80% of the demand book is it's not, from... It's not, it's not, uh, it's not uh, that's what I thought, it's 23. Yeah, 23. I can't correct it. Yeah. Thank you. The next question is from the line of Madhu Gupta from Quantum Advisors. Operator, uh, we must bring this to a close after two questions, please. Thank you, sir. Uh, thanks for taking my question. Congrats on a good set of numbers. The first question is... Uh, in your, in your previous calls, you said that uh, I mean, what percentage of the employees are on the defined pension plan which you, which you expect that they will retire by FY24? And what are the kind of cost savings that will accrue to the bank as a result of that? And uh, my second question is on, uh, I mean, there have been some reports that you plan to list your uh, subsidiaries, so uh, could you give some more color on it when is expected? On the pension... Uh... We, we didn't say uh, the last of the employees. The last of the employee will retire in 2047 or 20 whatever. But a large number of the people who uh, come were onboarded before April 1, 2010. Uh, maturity, majority is 20, year 24-25. And after that, it will taper down. So to that extent, our annual pension cost is roughly 400 crores incremental 
that we've been providing for the last say, four or five years. That should see some improvement of at least 30% of that in the period starting 24. On the second, really, I have no comments other than we also read some press articles that you said, so I have really no comments. There are no plans of listing as of now. Not confirmed when something is required to be announced, we certainly will. One more question that I would like to ask. Like last year, you had said that uh, there has been some slippage on account of um, the exposure that you have to the UAE exchange of 1.75 billion. So, what is the color on that? I mean, what is the status right now? Have the slippages increased or there some kind of recovery over there? That's fully provided. We have not got any recoveries as yet. We are working through it. Uh, it's, uh, we have the security, but it's a very complex legal process that is underway. Uh, at this point in time, I have no incremental update other than the fact that the process to recover is underway. We are fully provided. Oh, that is for my side. Thanks a lot. Welcome. Thank you. We'll take one last question from the line of Ankit Sharma, an individual investor. Please go ahead. Ankit Sharma, your line has been unmuted. Please go ahead with your question. Request you to unmute yourself and proceed with your question. He may have signed off. There seems to be no response in this line. Okay. I'll send no further questions from the participants. I now hand the conference over to Anand sir to further closing comments. Please go ahead. I would just thank everyone for joining the call and I wish you happy Diwali, happy Christmas, and a happy New Year in advance. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. On behalf of the Federal Bank, that concludes this conference. Thank you for joining us, and you may now disconnect your lines.